Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Welcome to the box set pod. Howell and Jamie here in the north of England on the wall. Uh, Knights of the what, Black Watch. Is it the Black Watch? You know nothing, Howell Evans. <laughs> Thanks. Um, please, please uh, get get one friend extra to download the uh, box set pod as well as you. Please, sir. The more. The more clicks we get, the better. And as usual, download the Acast app. It's really good. So season two, episode six. six. Uh, I must apologise. The last couple of weeks, when I've listened back Shoddy to... Shoddy counting. Uh, my counting's been dreadful. I think last week I said it was season three, which is just um, absolute nonsense. The good thing is no one's complained about this. Yes, that's correct. Uh, no one's noticed, so it's fine. Or if you have noticed, you've been too polite to point it out. Last week was the Mad Men special. We'll be still dealing oh, with the fallout of that. Really? Later on the podcast. No superstar guest this week. Um, and we're away uh, next week will be the last one for a couple of weeks because we're away on holiday also I have been away on a mission I went on a mission to find a celebrity in Rome and you are going to find out what happened really? on today's box set I actually didn't know this you wouldn't believe you feel pretty stupid you wouldn't believe the A-list celebrity that in I Rome. bumped into and did not talk to right because Looking forward they to are that A-list that you couldn't speak to him. In fact, you know, by this point, we've probably put his name in the title of this podcast, which is quite misleading because I don't actually interview him. Mm. But it was supremely exciting. Sounds good. So, um, that. First of all, the latest box set TV news. Let's get down on it. So, okay. uh, if you go to theboxsetpod.com slash news, you'll see all the latest news. I always pick out handpicked stuff that I think is most relevant yeah, yeah. and is most intriguing. I try and pop it on there. I do also try and find the other article that's a bit juicy, but one of the things that I like to find is the new shows, the big new shows coming out. Well, it's, HBO. It's been a good 30 seconds now without any news. I'll do what I have to do. Yeah. All right. HBO were uh, mm. one of the big networks. Well, well, not network, cable channels in America. I think we know what HBO is. Just in case, Howell. Jesus. It's uh, unveiled its new political <laughs> comedy. It's called The Brink. Okay. Yeah. It stars Jack Black, oh. Tim Robbins. Oh. It's out on uh, June the 21st on HBO, which means it'll probably take a bit of time to get to the UK. But either way, it's beginning. It's a show about an uh, attempted potential apocalypse. And uh, Tim Robbins and uh, Jack Black, they play sort of major military and political figures who are trying to figure the situa situation out. It's a comedy, mainly. It's a, it's a comedy, but I think it's going to be very much of like a, a sort of... Um, Jack Black and Tim Robbins. What it's a, a good team. Great team. It's a brilliant team. I saw a great poster for you. It looks like it's going to be really funny and interesting. And uh, a bit maybe a bit like the thick of it mm. style thing a bit like right. the veep uh, yeah. but uh, with with jack black <laughs> uh, also want to mention that uh, game of thrones of course is huge everywhere in the world and recently on nbc they had the red nose day uh, the comic relief thing we have it in the 
UK. They have it in America on NBC. They have Red Nose Day. Yeah, they have a Red Nose oh, Day, right. Howell. Right. It's got everywhere. Wow. And Coldplay did a special 12-minute video, uh, a mockumentary-style thing, with the cast of Game of Thrones, where they wow. they combined to form Game of Thrones, the musical. Oh, yeah. It is brilliant, right? And this is the sad thing. Like, Obviously, it's just a joke, but it would actually be a really good mm. musical. And It'll be of, a musical one day. And some of the songs in it were superb. There was a great... In, there's a first ever incest song <laughs> for the love between the Lannister kids, the Lannister yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, siblings. Also, there's a brilliant song from uh, Tyrion Lannister himself, Peter Dinklage. Wow. There's some really good music, and Coldplay wow. wrote it all, and they're, they're taking the mickey out themselves a bit and out of the, out of the whole experience and not out of Game of Thrones. In Can we ways. pause and talk about Game of Thrones for a moment? We can indeed. Let, <coughs> let's you talk sent about... a tweet, Jamie. I did, I did. From at the box set part, and you said Game of Thrones season five has been a bit of a letdown so far. I said far. bummer. Huh? I a said bummer. a bit of a bummer. I thought that was pretty scathing. I thought it was too. But can I tell I, you my theory on this? Yeah, yeah go for it. Um, Game of Thrones works as a binge watch. The first, I caught up with the first four series all back to back, and and it rattles along. Now, did you do that, or did you watch them week by week originally? I I, uh, I blitzed the first three seasons, yeah. and from season four onwards, I watched at a rate of an Here's, episode a week. Okay, there's po- two possible things going on, because first of all, I think that the quality of the writing, the scenes, and the acting are superb. Like, I, I really do think that they are excellent on their own yeah. scenes. Yeah, they're brilliant. The problem that I'm feeling is that I want more to happen quicker. I want them to um, surprise me more, you know? I, like, yes, um, yes, I, like the moment you expected one character not to die, they would die. Yeah. And they would always stay one step ahead of you like that. Now, I feel like I'm waiting a long time for any statement. key thing to happen. And right. I wonder whether, though, that's because I'm waiting week by week to watch them. I think it's that, but I think it's also <clears> the problem <throat> is with Game of Thrones is it's a massive world. Look at the mean the title sequence now mm. takes about ten minutes to get through. You can make a cup of tea and a bacon sandwich by the time the title sequence is yeah, finished. Because love they've it. got to cover all the different vast cities and gradually the world's expanded. And what that mm. means is to to get all these plots moving, you have to you have to move from each one. Yeah, eventually you'll have a fifty eight minute opening sequence, and then Tywin Lannister will fall into a and then it'll be the closing sequence. Exactly, and the problem is like it's hard to, because you've got so many plots running at the same time, and they're all going slower because there's more and more different character journeys that you're mm. following. I mean, the entire season five, we don't even know what's happening with Bran, do we? Bran went off to find that Which weird one's tree, Bran, the kid who, who, oh, yeah. who couldn't walk. Yeah. They've left that behind, and I'm sure they'll come back to it. But this is the <clears throat> slight problem with Game of Thrones, and a lot of people have said that from book four onwards, Game of Thrones becomes a, not just a, a difficult a difficult read for a lot of people. It becomes quite hard work, and I feel like I'm worried with season five. <laughs> not just as it felt like it's moved slowly, but it's also the plot has left me feeling very downbeat. And when I said a bummer it's been a bummer i really mean i felt bummed out whereas game of thrones mm. season four which i think was the wa- the high watermark for game of thrones and there's some brilliant episodes in that that it there was dark but they were brilliant as well and they didn't bum me out not like this season has so far having said that it might change i, I feel that way with the wire still um nearing the end of the wire i'm in the final series uh, but it's so tough it it's is, so yeah. tough when there's a moment of comedy i like laugh my head off manically yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> and you know what? The thing is, like, it's not that I want... I think you're right. It's about different shades. It's about. It's not. It's not that I want it to be happy endings and everything. I just want there to be a different, a, a change of tone, what's, a constant change uh, of tone. What's the writer's name? The writer uh, is Joe, George R. R. Martin. Somebody told me, and I've said this on the pod before, but not for a while. I think someone told me a couple of years ago. Um, they'd obviously seen an interview with him or something. Or they said they'd heard that he's thoroughly enjoying making it. He's enjoying the money from it, and he has no intention of ending it like yeah. you just want to carry it on yeah, so. and I feel like we're now moving faster than him yeah it's getting that he's even said himself that there is a point where the TV show will take <laughs> over his books yeah you said that yeah. there's also an issue as well with the fact that the plots are now a lot of people who've read the books and are massive fans are kicking off because of the plot is taking a divergent on the TV show from where it's going in the actual from the book. books yeah. I can't tell you because I don't want to ruin it for people but no. there are things that are happening George Martin himself came forward and said listen the TV thing is a separate thing yeah. it will go in its own direction it's not going to follow the books religiously, which is fair enough. You know, I, I do understand that. And it, it's going to have to take its own way. And it's going to have to have its own voice separate of his. But I, th- I find it a funny thing. And this, is, this was my problem with your tweet is that I find it a funny thing because I still think that it is a superb show. Oh, absolutely. We're holding it, like you said, by its own watermark from season four. We're holding it by its own standards. Absolutely. I'll, I will not stop watching this show. Yeah. And I know that there'll be some brilliant episodes that are going to come up that I'm going to go, wow, that was amazing. There comes a wonderful, beautiful point when you're watching a TV series when the opening theme music makes you relax, Mm. takes you away from the real world, and it's wonderful to hear it. And when that music starts, I just go, oh, yes. It's excellent. I I want to nourish every minute. And and then part of me starts going, I want to nourish every minute, but I also want this scene to to have got us further than it has. Yeah, this person's just got in front of the queen, and then and then the, at the end, the queen we want her to go hello. Instead, she goes get rid of him, and you go, oh, that's not resolved yet. Then, so it's like just a lot of not resolving. Whereas in season four, things were resolved yes. very quickly, so that it made a rod for its own back, and it had to be more creative and inventive immediately after. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it, my, I, I I do mean it. I have been bummed out. I've come away from episodes a bit feeling like oh. Oh, I don't, I don't need to. I don't need to feel down after an episode of Game of Thrones. But that doesn't mean it's going to continue. It doesn't mean I'm going to stop watching it. It doesn't mean it's not awesome. Back to news time. News. So, also, I wanted to talk about this: Cuba Gooding Jr. as linked together with the Ryan Murphy who created Glee. Mm. Their new project is to bring the O.J. Simpson trial. The drama around that <laughs> to TV on FX. Wow. A channel that's brought you Louis CK shows as well. Um, so it's going to be called The American Crime Story with the People versus OJ Simpson. It's going to focus on the perspective of the lawyers involved in the case. It's got David Schwimmer. It's got John Travolta involved. Can I suggest uh, something? Yeah. They have called that The American Crime Story dash The OJ Simpson Story <laughs> because then they can do other series that's called The American yes. Crime Story and yeah. then they can do other ones. Ah. Absolutely. And, it's a controversial topic. Uh, maybe this is off the back of the podcast serial when they've realised true crime is such a, a well of um, possibility. Absolutely, I yes. always worry with these things, though. If you were a member of the family of the person who got killed, though, yeah. I mean, if someone in my family had got killed and they made a bloody TV yeah. series... I, I know, yeah, it would be it would be very hard. And the OJ Simpson case is still one of those the most controversial...
judicial verdicts and mm. controversial uh, um, uh, cases there ever was. And uh, it is a tough subject to take on. Cuba Gooding Jr. is going to play OJ. Though. It'll be watched, though. It'll it will be watched. Be watched. OK. Uh, elsewhere, do I mention this as well? Netflix have released a teaser trailer for a Bill Murray-based Christmas TV oh, special. Yes. It's also going to have Sophia Coppola from his days of uh, working on Lost in Translation, directing and creating it with him. It's called A Very Murray Christmas. Murray's going to play a version of himself who's worrying that no one's going to turn up to his new TV show because there's been a lot of snow in New York. Mm. Uh, and his guests are going to include George Clooney, Chris Rock, Miley Cyrus, Amy Poehler. There's some really good names involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. <clears throat> Feels like it's going to be very much in the vein of Scrooged. Yes. A, a cynical Christmas kind of thing. Well, that's what Bill does. Yeah. I, I've seen Bill Murray interview Miley Cyrus. I mean, that's going to be a, <laughs> going to be a quality night. In. There's your new go to the page and have a little peruse yourself I I like your news it's good you know I do I do wonder whether this podcast should be a daily thing you know where you can you just give us the news forget everything else I I wouldn't like like to say there's a lot of news every day you know there's probably news every week you wouldn't like to do any more work no but there's a lot yeah of course there's news every day yeah but not good good TV news there's a lot of boring TV news so I went to Rome right yeah there's a lot going on in Rome and uh they're they they're often filming in Rome because it's Rome and you know uh it's it's a beautiful city. It's got um, a lot of stray cats, Rome. Yeah, yeah. So I'm walking Does it smell of cat weight? It doesn't smell of cat weight. Okay, carry on. So I'm walking around Rome, right? And uh, I walk down a side street and there's a it, we're in like the fashion district of Rome mm-hmm. and there is a hubbub of people of excitement going on. Okay. And me and my wife, we go, what the heck's going on? There's a film crew there and a limo waiting outside a shop, a very fashionist shop. And uh, we we both go, what, what the hell's going on? And then we ask the person, there's, co- you know, there's a couple that look like they might speak English. I don't know how you can tell these things, but they look like they did. And, uh, and I said, who is, who's here? Who, who is it? What's going on? Thinking that it would be, I don't know, what would you think? You'd think it'd be like a, an Italian thing, perhaps, maybe a... Robert De Niro. Come on. Robert De Niro filming in Rome. Surely it wouldn't be someone of that calibre that would be there. Who was it? It was Ben Stiller. Wow. Did and you he, talk to him? No, he was inches away oh. from me. Well, that's the end of that. Being ushered into a car. And I said to my wife, you'll hear my wife having a go at me at the end of this. Great. Because I, uh, she thought I was taking a picture. I was actually recording for the box set pod. Look at that. Hit right on the spot. Right. Welcome to the box set pod. Ben Stiller has just got into a I'm being pushed by security for Ben Stiller, who's just got into a Mercedes Benz next to me. Uh, although I was pressing record on this, so I didn't actually see Ben Stiller. There's a lot of Italians around a late list of them. Ben is driving past me now. Knock on the window. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ben. Yeah. Off he goes. Go on, get 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 a picture through the window. No, window's gone back up. Was he on the phone? I think he was on the phone in the back. He was, like, talking to himself. I can't believe we just walked into Ben Faffing still. Yeah, and if you'd not been pressing record, I would have got a photo. How did that stop you getting a photo? Because <laughs> I thought you were taking it when you were pressing record. Oh, tension. We need a record. We have Ben Stiller uh, getting into a car next to us. Well, that's just... It's Ben Stiller's full head. 
Hey, we got his forehead. <laughs> we got a picture of his forehead. Wow. And we be- and that'll do. Um, and he he was dressed as Zoolander. He was filming Zoolander too in the fashion districts of Rome. Right. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, it was exciting. I can't believe you just went straight on as like you were introducing a segment for the box set pod. That's how I think, <laughs> Jamie. I directly link my life to my work. What would you have done in that situation? I don't know. I mean, nothing. I could have recorded some average audio, I suppose. You wouldn't know, would you? <laughs> you wouldn't. <laughs> Okay, thanks for that, though, Howell. Thank you. Unbelievable. Thanks for nearly being Ben Stiller. How's the guest booking going? You know how it's going. Yeah? I did get a rejection uh, email, though, from Jill Soloway's agent who who, uh, created Transparent, the TV show, which was nice. Transparent? Who's Jill Soloway? Wow, you really need to work on your knowledge, Howell. Transparent won two awards at the Golden Globes. for It's a a comedy show from Amazon Prime. You can't know everything. Well, you got. Well, we've talked about it on the pod before. It's even no. more disgraceful. No, I don't think we have. I don't remember Jeez. that. Uh, should we get Luke Marsden on? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we will see what Luke thinks about current box sets. Luke was once on TV in Britain. Um, he's now mostly unemployed and um, has sixty thousand Twitter followers. Which go figure. Go figure. I don't know. Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the box set. Pod. How are you doing, Luke? Yeah, I'm good. I'm still here. So, did you listen to the Mad Men special last week? I didn't listen to the Mad Men special, no, because I was concerned about spoilers. Okay, yeah, yeah, but you should you should listen to it uh, now you've watched the finale, because you have watched it, haven't you, Luke? I have watched it, you know, and you two will be quite pleased that I acti- actually actively avoided Twitter for three hours. Wow, that, believe me, that for Luke yeah. is a huge step. <laughs> It is. It, and to be honest, though, I have so many thoughts. And my first thought, you want to know my exact split-second thought after it's finished? I'd love to know that. Rubbish. Whoa! Why, why do you have to be so controversial? Whoa. My exact split-second thought after it finished, Luke, was that's the best TV I've ever seen in my life. Oh, this is the difference between me and you, Howell. You, oh, you have some sort of optimism taste. left in you, which is ridiculous. Really. I mean, that, that is an incendiary comment. Uh, right. I mean, at the very least, you could say it wasn't your favourite episode, but to call the finale rubbish. rubbish. Anything, explain. Explain yourself. Anything other than his suicide was going to be rubbish for me. Why? Why? Anything other than him. Well, I think we need to say now again. We need to say, don't listen if you've not seen it. Right from this point on, there may be more spoilers, but we'll try and keep them to a minimum. Yeah, yeah. I I just think, and and, but you know. And by the way, that doesn't mean that Don Draper doesn't die. All right, he just said suicide. So there we go. Um, Go on. I can try and redeem myself here, and this is what I will attempt to do with you now. Okay, so. Obviously, that happened, the ending, and everyone was like, oh, you know, and I went on Twitter, people were talking about it, and there was a lot of mixed bag at first, and I think what people did what I did. They researched a bit of the ending. They paused for thought and thought, you know what? It was okay. <laughs> so, you're, all right, so you're thinking, right, is Can that... you just tell me why, first of all? So, the, the first of all, the, 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 this was rubbish. How can you... Po- why? Why Why did you think it was rubbish? Explain. The, the, okay, so I want to say, if, you, if you've not watched it... We've said that, it's fine. Say what you want. Right. Okay, so I, I thought to myself, 
the entire hippie camp, the hour just up. You didn't see Betty Draper die of cancer. Oh, I didn't want to see that. You don't need to see that. I wanted Betty to remain as Betty, and I think they did the right thing by just showing Betty. uh, The last image was just of Betty as she's always been, as she's always looked. I mean, speaking of death as well, can I just say, Rob, you didn't die of a heart attack, which I was definitely expecting. Um, so, again, there just there wasn't nowhere near enough death in the episode for me. I, I figured, <laughs> Why does everyone have to at, die? But it wasn't the point of Mabin always that it didn't do what you expected, Luke. Isn't it just yeah. more inventive than that? I think if you've taken um, a series like Six Feet Under, where there was, there was definitive finality at the ending, you saw them all die, you saw her do yeah, it, but, and I thought that's what I expected from yeah, Mad Men's ending. Six Feet Under was a show that was all about death, wasn't it? And it was a show that every episode would begin with a death, and it was it was it was a very morbid sort of in that way. But I think it was right for six. You're right for Six Feet Under. That was a perfect. It fit the show, but for Mad Men, it doesn't have to kill keep people off to have a good ending. No, I mean. It- you saw his confession to, to Peggy. You know, you, you confessed that he wasn't the guy that he's been t- pretending to be for, for all these years and things. And that was nice. But, you know, I just expect a little bit more. I did, however, I mean, you know, right, you probably advised, research the ending, the significance of the Coca-Cola advert. I did go and research that. And actually, you know what? It, it was okay, that ending. It was um, phenomenal. Luke, you know I've said before about the problem with endings, and Don became a real boy at the end. They, they became real characters. It, it, it entered our world. And you didn't need... If you'd have killed everybody off, it, you'd have been here disappointed. I'm sure you'd have been disappointed. Apart you know, from, I don't think well, I would. I just wonder whether your relationship with Mad Men is that you never really liked it, and therefore you want everybody to die. No, I did. Honestly, I did like it. I enjoyed it every, every Thursday night. Me and three other people watched it um, in, in the country. You know, what I will say is, ratings-wise, it did did less than a hundred thousand for uh, Sky Atlantic, but it was the best it performed in the entire season. Wow, it was never going to be a big whopping. Uh, but I think it will be. I really think that after Mad Men, you know, the next twenty years, people are going to watch Mad Men. Yeah, and I'll tell you how they'll watch Mad Men. I'll tell you what will revive Mad Men when they eventually give the rights to Mad Men to go on Netflix. That'll bring Mad Men back. Yes, it will. Yes, Absolutely. That, and that will, yeah, that's very likely. That Which that's is what happened happen. with Chuck, actually. Oh, no, I could have made oh, it. Oh, how old? Oh, but I could have Please. made it. But that's the significance of Chuck, is that it got written off so many times and brought Ooh. back, and now it's on Netflix. It's got this massive revival. Luke, do you want to talk about something else? <laughs> yeah, I do. I don't know if you've been watching um, a TV show that has now got a second season in America. It's called Madam Secretary. It's, it's uh, Tia Leone as uh, Secretary of State. And you know what? It's excellent. It's a bit of a good wife slash the West. I mean, it's not West Wing good, but it, it is It is good. It's a bit of light political fluff on a Thursday evening in the UK. Speaking of which, I watched the first couple of episodes of the new Martin Sheen thing on Netflix, which is the one with Jane Fonda, the old people. Oh, and Lily Tomlin, yeah. Is that any good? Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, my mum and dad would love it. It's definitely a Marigold Hotel type audience. Um, But it's genuinely funny. Like, there's some really funny gags. Um, It's just something, when people get older, they just are not as quick at at delivering comedy because their brain isn't as quick. I'm sorry, but it's true. Jane Fonda, she's 402. That's true. She's doing well. She's looking good, by the way. But even so, sometimes I'm laughing at the line rather than Uh, their performance of the line you know it's there's some really funny gags in it but i think they they weren't they weren't the canon to deliver that line 
Um, but it is really, it's, it's worth, you know, it's, it's a light watch. It's worth it. It's got a lot in there. And there are some very funny moments of old people doing drugs and things like that. Something else I want to quickly mention as well. It's, it's just got big in America. In fact, again, renewed for a second season. It's called Wayward Pines. It's on Fox in the UK. And it's basically about an FBI agent, Matt Dillon, uh, who goes in search of this small town in Colorado looking for two other FBI agents that have gone missing. Very interesting. Yeah, now this is the TV show that's been uh, created by M. Night Shyamalan of Thick Sense. And um, so it's, it's going to be a very twisty-turny kind of plot, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it is twisted. One thing I will say is, and this is a spoiler, again, it's a spoiler central this today. People who've seen the first episode, that's the only episode I've seen so far. There's been three uh, on in the UK and more in the US. It does reveal at the end of the first episode that basically it, it, the Wayward Pines is a town contained behind a giant wall. The reason why you can't get out is because it, it's kind of under the dome-ish mm. sort of style. Mm. I hated that ending. I, I, I hope it changes a lot from that because that wasn't great. <laughs> what, under the dome? Well, no, no, well, under the dome was dreadful anyway, but, but um, the, the Wayward Pines, the end of the first episode, kind of revealing that Wayward Pines is trapped behind a giant kind of like Great Wall of China. It's a Truman sort Show of sort of thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Might give that a go. I've got a recommendation for you, actually, Luke. <clears throat> oh, really? Yeah, Channel 4. Uh, it was on last night. No offence. Have you seen uh, No Offence? No, to be honest, after Big Brother moved from Channel 4, I don't really watch much Channel oh, 4. There we go, I had to get Big Brother in, you have to get chucking. Jesus, what next? Uh, what, watch, no offense. No offense. It's on Channel Four. It's a. It's written by Paul Abbott, who did Shameless. So it's like a. It's about police cop cops in Manchester, and it's very good because you get to see oh, it's Manchester. But also, it's a very good show because it's Paul Abbott, who's also done bits of Cracker, and he's just a brilliant writer. And it's like Shameless, but a police version of Shameless. It's really worth going to to watch. It's funny and it's dramatic and moving as well. So no offense. It's only just started on Channel Four about four episodes in it's good then even though it's got Jambo from Hollyoaks in it's still good (laughs) but bearing in mind you guys obviously recommended the likes of Mad Men to me in the past and Sherlock so you know what Jamie I'll take your recommendation on board give it a go that's good Um, what else is going on Um, The Wire have you watched The Wire yeah you know no I haven't watched The Wire but I have I'm currently watching some of these Planet West, of course, is starring in a big new show over here, and in the US, we're new for a second season, like yeah. they all have been. The Affair. It's called The Affair, and, and, or Affair if uh, you're probably educated. And, and basically, it, it, it boils down to the fact that it's about a man and a woman who have an affair, but you see it from both sides. Yes. The episodes are split half and half. Have you been watching it? I have. I'm up to the fourth episode. Me and my girlfriend are watching it together because I struggle these days to find something that we both like and watch other than Pitch Perfect 2 at the cinema. Don't get me started. This is not Great. a film review podcast. Great, though, wasn't it? Dreadful. Uh, yeah, these are film to... review podcasts. We had the Pitch Perfect... Um, yeah, we had the producer, producer on. on Max a couple of weeks ago. I thought you it was hilarious. The film. Yeah, what did your girlfriend think of it? Oh, she absolutely loved it, but it's aimed, it's aimed at females and how but but, but, what, but what, I, what, I, what I will say is that uh, the, the entire thing about your foe is just, I think it's a, a unique. I don't think we've seen something quite like yeah, that. Yeah, it's before. good, isn't it? It's really gritty. I mean, I'm really enjoying it. Dominic West, by the way, I mean, you would think he was American. The guy pulls off an American accent. Uh, welcome to welcome to Luke, who has never watched The Wire. Dominic West doing about 300 hours of TV with an American <laughs> accent. Um, Luke, uh, why, yeah. uh, tell me tell me why you didn't like Pitch Perfect 2. 
Oh, but we're not doing films, Harold. How many times? It's a box set. You'll be able to okay. get both films. That's why we introduced the producer. It wasn't just that we could get an interview with him. And I that's it was why. The fact that you're struggling for guests. We oh, get God. we get offered guests. We God go. Have they worked on a box set? Are there two films from one series? Then yes. If it's Outrageous. just one film, no. Oh. Right, well, in that case, then, I will tell you that I enjoyed Pitch Perfect 1. Now, the only reason I watched Pitch Perfect 1 is because my girlfriend wanted to go watching Pitch Perfect 2, and I thought, I'm not sitting in a film of a sequel that I'm not seeing the first one of, uh, a world that we should all live by. And I watched it, I just think it's a bad, almost rehash of what they tried to create years ago. It was just, it, it had the Dumb and Dumber 2 effect, but Did, not as good. Right, okay, two points. How number, are your number, thoughts? Number one, I laughed a lot. Did you laugh? Yeah, I suppose. Right, then that's it's done its job. It's comedy. Uh, Number two, um, Dumb and Dumber 2 is a great film. I don't care what anybody says. Dumb and Dumber 2 and comedies are about the comedy. And Dumb and Dumber 2 is funny. It got so scathingly reviewed. But what they're doing, scene for scene with each other, is funny. Yeah, I, agree. I mean, I did, I did particularly enjoy Dumb and Dumber 2. Um, way more than I enjoyed Pitch Perfect 2. Will there be Pitch Perfect 3? We both know that's going to happen. Well, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think, like, you, you know, with comedies, you should never judge comedies by the reviews critics give them. You should judge them by the audience rating for those, especially more than any other films, in yeah, a way. Yeah, I agree. Because comedies, they, critics nearly all the time <laughs> like get it wrong. Yeah. Shall, shall I tell you what the Pitch Perfect reviews are on Rotten Tomatoes? Do so. Well, I will do that in just a moment. Um, another point I wanted to make was about... Oh, damn. Oh, pitch Perfect 2, Dumber Dumber. What else were we talking about? This is going to really annoy me. Oh, oh what was it? What were we talking about? Dominic, Dominic, Dominic West, West. The Wire. The Wire. <laughs> I assume we're editing this bit. No, no, this is staying in. Oh, God. Dang it. Uh, another... Oh, yeah, 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 I got it. Thank God for that. Right, um, here we go. So, we on our Christmas special, we interviewed Luke Evans from The Hobbit, yes? I remember, yes. Very good guest he was. Um, exclusive. I was sent a um, press copy of The Hobbit, that film. Yeah. Yes, Jim. I can't um, believe you've been upgraded to press copies of stuff. Yeah. Take I'm, that, Luke. I mean, just the one. Um, got sent that and watched it. Finally watched it, like four months, five months after we actually interviewed Luke Evans. If only I'd have known. Luke yeah. Evans big, is big basically off. the main part he, in that he film. He does a massive role in that. I told it's you this. It's huge. The whole film is about his character. Like, it really is. That's that's the character that holds it all together for the vast majority yeah, of it. It's yeah, not I mean, really about, about the, the Hobbit. I wonder how you get through an interview, Howell. Well, you, you, did it, Hal, you did exactly what I did when you set me up with the Orange is the New Black interview. So <laughs> I interviewed two stars from that. Having never, I lied to you and said, I've watched five episodes before the interview. Never watched a single episode. The interview was uh, with my then radio show, Black Lackluster. Yeah, it wasn't very good. It wasn't very oh, good. My my interview with Luke Evans was awesome. Well, it was tolerable. But but what I'm saying is that if I'd watched Orange is the New Black and could do that interview again, oh, so would. Because yeah. it was, I mean, brilliant. Season three, back in June. Yeah, I, I've done that quite a lot where you interview someone and then and then you really realise what a coup it was to get that person. <laughs> well, it's like David Yellowwell. I mean, Selma, he is Martin Luther King. Yeah. He's, uh, Have you seen it? No. All right. I've heard it's great. Have you, Luke? 
No, I've not, no. And neither have I. And he's right. If you go on uh, to Metacritic, and yeah. you can look there, Selma was the highest-rated film by critics last year. Wow. Beat everything. Beat Birdman, beat Whiplash, wow. beat... Um, and how many Oscars did he get nominated for? Zero. Well, it got maybe a couple of noms, but not yeah. many. Um, the user rating for Pitch Perfect 2 is 75% from the users, 67 from the critics. Not much difference, but, you know, granted. Um, Tomorrowland, producer we spoke to. Tomorrowland's been getting panned by week. critics, it actually. It has been panned. Been getting a few stinking reviews. Uh, I will tell you what the what the disparity is there. Gets 50% from the critic score, 60% from the user score. Not too big a difference there. Yeah, I still think it'll be fun. I'm still going to go watch I, it. I still think the tra- Have you seen the Tomorrowland trailer, Luke? Yeah, I have, yeah, with George Clooney and Britt Robertson. Britt Robertson, of course, was in a short-lived um, witch-style TV show in the US called The Secret Circle, which, by the way, can I say, I absolutely loved. It was, like, charmed, but with fitter women. But that got binned <laughs> after one season. <laughs> there you go. There, there you go. go. The then, magic think, of Luke. I think that's where Luke should end, really. And do you know what? We've not had our other guy, Fife Dangerfield, on for get ages. Get him on next week. Uh, we'll get him on next week and make sure he does something useful. As okay. usual, we ask you for your recommendations. Um, what is your favourite ever box set? Let us know and tell us why, and we will read it out in the box set pod. Or you can come on. Oh yeah, we'd love the case. that. We'd love it. Argue to come the on. case if you've heard us dis. You know, let me explain. Disrespect. Hold on a minute. If you've heard us disrespect a TV show you like or want it, mm. or we've not talked about something you love, you can come on and you can demand that we talk about mm. it and that we reappraise our opinion. Um, let me tell you a little percentage. When people go on the radio or when they do charity events, Comic Relief we mentioned earlier, Red Nose Day, two um, percent of the audience get in touch. So two percent is the number of people who would traditionally be the be email after me saying. You can email us, studio at theboxsetpod.com. We've done radio for many years, hundreds of thousands of listeners, and you might get two text messages when you talk about something. It's a tiny amount of people who actually get involved with stuff, and we would really love to hear from you. We read every email that we get sent. So email us, studio at theboxsetpod.com. Simply tell us what your favourite box set is and say hello. We will not... Uh, treat you poorly uh, that's it see you next week and Jamie's been offered an interview with the um, creator of Entourage yeah Ooh. it's possible I might be able to do it I'll have to see will you be doing it I don't know I don't know when it is yet uh, I think it's a week on Tuesday might Come be Monday, difficult Tuesday. I'll have to check okay well that would... I'm actually on my holiday so I might be away you, you enjoy Entourage don't you Luke uh, well, I can pretend to enjoy Entourage. <laughs> yeah, not sure about that. Um, uh, but yeah, there we go. So, email us, tell us what your favourite things are, and if you've got any questions for Entourage Guy, in case Jamie does the interview, email them to us, studio at theboxsetpod.com. See you next week, and thank you, Luke. Bye. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.